Welcome to An Amber A Day, the podcast all about functional nutrition for PCOS. I'm Amber Fisher, a certified nutrition specialist and licensed dietitian nutritionist, and I have training in functional medicine. I also have PCOS, and on this podcast, we discuss PCOS in depth, the nutrition strategies for it, as well as the realities of living with it and making this lifestyle work. For further guidance and meal plan support, you can check out the show notes for links to my PCOS courses and programs. And if this podcast helps you, please do me a favor and leave me a review. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. You're listening to An Amber A Day, the podcast. And I'm Amber Fisher. Uh, I'm a functional nutritionist in San Antonio, Texas, and this podcast is all about nutrition, fertility, functional medicine, autoimmunity, and life because there's a lot of things that I have to say and give out to you guys. So today is a wonderful day because I'm here with one of my very best friends. This is Gabriela Rivera um, of This is Apollo 11. Yes. And um, she is also a nutritionist like myself, and we have very complementary strengths in that department. We kind of handle different things, but yet we overlap in a lot of ways. So, you know, we call ourselves the dream team. That's what we really do. Yeah, we really do. Okay, so we're excited to be here today. Gabby has been on my podcast before. Uh, What did we talk about that time? The last time we were together, we talked about tricks on eating out oh that's right okay that's right so gabby and so that was back in 2018 that's when i first started this podcast Mm -hmm. and gabby and i have been um friends for a long time now and been through a lot together Mm -hmm. and um you know uh she was really a big part of my journey this past year when i had my son premature and she helped me out a lot she's a great friend and a great person and a fantastic nutritionist. She's really come into her own over the last um, couple of years. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun to watch her sort of get her wings and, yeah. and fly and like really do what she's like called to do. So um, we, I think both of us, our mindsets about nutrition have changed quite a bit in yeah, the last two years. So sure. if you go back and listen to old podcasts of mine from like 2018, you might find that like I'm a different person. I have different perspectives yeah. on things. Um, cause time just kind of changes things and maturity and everything and, and, and the buildup of seeing clients over time yeah. has changed my thoughts and opinions on things. Mm-hmm. So Gabby and I both have gotten a lot more, um, have, have tried to bring in a much more holistic, well-rounded approach to nutrition than maybe what we were doing before. Yeah. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like talking about, um, you know, the importance of like self-care and boundaries and mindset and stuff yeah. with all this and the mental aspect of nutrition, which mm-hmm. um, is sometimes not, not focused on, you know, I think a lot right. of people who might be listening to this for the first time, what you're expecting is a podcast where I'm going to give you like tips and tricks on like, you know, what you need to eat for this condition or that condition. Mm-hmm. But nutrition is about so much more. It's about what feeds your soul, exactly. not just what feeds your body. Yeah. So yeah. Um, today, what Gabby and I are going to talk about is mindset, right? Yeah. And this is something that you're I really passionate mindset. about. I love it so much. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to you all about it. Awesome. So what would you say, like, what does mindset mean? Like, in this context of what we're going to be talking about in the podcast, how does it relate to... So mindset is actually just 
a habit that you build and something that can be worked on and a, kind of like this callus that you build over time and by having this tool you can navigate through life and really just have a positive and happy life yeah. um, which is something that we all kind of want and strive for um, but it also helps you create your reality you know so you have the potential to be anything you want you can um, get out there if you have the motivation but if you have a strong mindset you'll always have that motivation you're never going to run out of gas so yeah i think there's a lot of truth to that because i know from like personal experience what i've learned over time with nutrition is like i grew up not really like we weren't like a super healthy like yeah. eating family mm -hmm. and um and in college, like I was not into nutrition at all. And it was only through my health issues that I started to develop a kind of love and interest in mm -hmm. nutrition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, over those first several years of starting to focus on diet, like it was an uphill battle to yeah. stay on that. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to fall back into whatever's culturally sort of expected, you know, like right. especially down here in San Antonio, like it's really easy to it's just like get back into, yeah, like fast food and restaurants yeah. and all the good things that are out there to eat. And, um, and so I always like felt like I was pendulum swinging. I was either like really restrictive over here. Mm -hmm. or I was like really not. It took me like probably, I don't know, maybe almost a decade yeah. to really feel like I kind of came into my own and developed that sort of callous like you said that sort of mental boundary where it was like you know there are things that i just don't eat anymore that i'm just not mm -hmm. interested in anymore mm -hmm. like uh pizza is a great example i never eat pizza so everyone's gonna be like oh you don't eat pizza i just don't like it yeah. doesn't make me feel good i don't like it I just don't eat it anymore yeah. and there are a lot of little things like that that you know that, i mean if you want to eat pizza once in a while like you're not gonna, that's fine. It's fine. Um, but for me, you know, it's, it's just a, a, an example of a way that my mind has sort of hardened around this, this will and this determination to be a healthier person over time mm -hmm. to the point now where I don't even like, I'm not tempted by certain things anymore. Yeah. So, and kind of where this came about was because when I started my practice, I was running into the issue where my clients would do really well but then they would disappear. Mm -hmm. And I always wondered like, well, what's really going on? Or why yeah. can't they stick to something? But their mind was just not in it, you yeah. know? And that's kind of where my whole mindset program started and, and was created. And I always experiment with myself first. So I call myself like the guinea pig, mm -hmm. right? And I did, I, well, I started building that callus with myself and it's gotten me to a great place. Mm -hmm. um, so I know it works. You know? Right. Well, I think there's this temptation like culturally, and I see this a lot on social media to sort of look at restrictive diets in particular as if they're like somehow bad for you. Mm -hmm. um, and don't get me wrong. I, of course, there are situations where that's not ideal. There are situations where people take it too far. Yeah. There are eating disorders and all that stuff. That's mm -hmm. not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the average person. You know, I think the temptation is always to do the easy thing. And the easy yeah. thing is to be like, you know, oh, this is too hard. So I'm not mm -hmm. going to do it. You know, like I'm going to be interested in it for a few weeks and then I'm going to like not do it anymore because it's too hard. Um, maybe what we 
what we need to do is change the way that we're thinking about what's exactly. hard and what's not, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think I was, I talked about this the other day is like, if something makes you feel awful or, you know, it's not good for you or for a condition that you have yet, you continue to eat it because, you know, you're tempted by it or it's easier to just, you know, go with the crowd or whatever. Um, like, is that really feeding your soul? Like, is that really good for you? Mm -hmm. Um, so I just feel like there's just a lot of, you know, people, people are trying to pull you in different directions now yeah. and almost pull you away from doing what's in your best interest. Exactly. As a so you really don't know like which way to Yeah. Turn you don't know which way to go because you you could be easily influenced by other people and what they say or comments. But again, if you have that mentality of you can do anything and you can accomplish anything that hard thing that you thought was not possible to do you switch that to i can do it yeah and i see that all the time with with clients so one of the things you're talking about i think this is a common issue with nutritionists mm -hmm. and nutritionists out there listening um is that especially if you have people pay by the session you get people yeah. who are like really into it at the beginning mm -hmm. and then before they really get a chance to like make the real changes you know, mm -hmm. suddenly they like, they ghost you and you're like, well, what well. happened to them? Cause you were so invested in their progress, especially yeah. if you're at like a healer, like both of us are, you know, you really get invested in these people yeah. and you want to see them do well. Um, and, um, that's one reason why I switched to like package only work because I found that it helps people, um, kind of create that sort of, it's like an external boundary or an external mindset of like, okay, I paid for this. I have yeah, to like do I it. have to yeah. you know, follow through. But once you get over that initial hump, like that initial span of time where things get really hard, you do you develop this almost callous mm -hmm. in your mind where suddenly it's not so hard anymore and exactly. you can keep going. And I find that my clients who get to that six month point, you know, their entire vision, their entire mindset around nutrition changes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now they know what to do. Now they know the tweaks. And now they know if you're in a situation, okay, let me make this adjustment and I'll still be fine. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. And it doesn't stop you from enjoying your life. Exactly. Or from interacting with people. I think people fear that, you know, especially eating really healthy, like they're afraid that they're not going to be able to go out anymore. They're afraid they're that they're not going to be able to, yeah, whatever. to be part of family gatherings and things. I mean, you know, I work with people who have severe chronic illness um, in a lot of cases. And so there is an element of that for some people where mm -hmm. it is like, okay, we really can't eat out. But for the vast majority of the people that I work with, it doesn't stop you, at least in the long run, from enjoying your life and being part of those things. What it does stop you from is, is caring what other people think mm -hmm. about your diet. Like, why does it matter if somebody really wants you to eat a piece of birthday cake? Like, why does it matter so much to you yeah. to, to like, quote unquote, disappoint them? It's a piece of cake. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but a lot of women, especially mm -hmm. they get caught up in that. Like they don't want to offend people. They don't want to step on anyone's toes. Yeah. It's like, or what I'll hear a lot too is like, well, someone, you know, went the extra mile to make me this or to, mm -hmm. um, bake me or buy me, you know, so I feel bad. And it's like, don't feel bad. Yeah, don't feel bad. You know, you, you can give it away or, you know, if you really can't have it, you can 
I don't know. Like, I mean, you can accept the gesture. Exactly. And be thankful for the gesture and feel the love of that gesture yes. without actually eating what they gave you. Like, you if can, it's going to make you You sick. can throw it away in the trash because I guarantee you that that person who made you whatever it was, they are not wanting to give you something that's going to give you diarrhea or <laughs> make you feel terrible. Yes. They're not. They want to show you their love, yeah. right? And sometimes showing, sometimes people show love in ways that, you know, if they don't know any better... They're just trying to do a nice gesture. And so, you know, feel that love, receive that with gratitude, and then make it work into your life. You know, yeah. if you can have a bite of it and then throw it away, that's then do that. If you can't, if you absolutely can't touch it, don't touch it. Yeah. You know, you're not going to hurt their feelings. Yeah. I think exactly. people are a lot more understanding than we give them credit for. And if somebody is like, if somebody's feelings are super hurt that they, that you won't eat like some brownies that you, they made for you. Like yeah, yeah, what's going on there, you know, some things. Yeah. So there are people like that, but, um, so what do you think Gabby are like, what do you teach your clients are the best tips to kind of maintain a strong mindset? So the first thing that I do with my clients is have them really focus on themselves and build a really strong relationship with themselves because that's the foundation of having a strong mindset. If you trust yourself, you're going to not doubt yourself, right? We feel like there's so many external factors going on every day. And we kind of talked about this earlier when we were getting ready for the podcast. It's like we have so many things going on on a daily basis. We give so much from our cup, but are we refilling our cup? Mm -hmm. You know, so I always focus on self-care mm -hmm. and making sure that there's a strong foundation so that they can continue on this journey and find new things about that they like. So. Yeah, I think that's really valuable. Um, the self-care bit is something that that I've been working on lately because <laughs> I'm not great at that. Um, but it makes a big difference because yeah. like you said, I mean, that, that old cliche that you can't pour from an empty cup yeah. is like so true though. You can't. Mm -hmm. And, um, especially when it comes to diet, I mean, diet is a form of self care, like taking care of your health is a form of self care, but it's also draining. It, it, it requires is. a lot of mental resources. And so if you're not refilling those sort of mental resources with rest and relaxation and, um, mm -hmm. vision building and all that stuff. If you don't have a solid goal or a solid reason while you're doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, we call that finding your why, you know, if yeah. you don't have that, then um, you're not likely to be successful for very yeah. long. And when it comes to aesthetics, in particular, when we're talking about like weight loss and things like that, mm -hmm. um, I have found that people who are solely focused on aesthetics typically don't tend to do as well yeah. because that's not that vanity goal is not something that lasts for very long it's like it's not powerful enough yeah. i don't think there's anything wrong with it like i really don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to adjust your body fat percentage within a healthy range if that's right. what you want to do or you know you want to muscle build or whatever i mean some people are really into that and that's fun for them and that's fine yeah. um but you have to take time for yourself to really focus in and hone in on what your reason for doing this mm -hmm. is yeah um, that keeps you motivated every day the the, the tip that i always give to my clients is to capitalize on your motivation. So mm -hmm. there's um, willpower in a lot of ways. It's part of human nature to have a lot and then to burn out. Yeah, We do this with a lot of different things, right? So um, we, at the beginning of a new diet journey, are like really into it. 
We really want to like see all the benefits. Okay. The weight's coming off quickly. Like we're feeling good. We're we're seeing all these things. But after about, I would say probably like a month, two yeah. months for most people, um, things start to slow down. Mm-hmm. The improvements are not as major, um, and it starts to actually get hard because it's like now the uh, the things that you turned away from, you know, they're looking more exciting to you and more mm-hmm. interesting to you. Um, so my thing that I like to do is I really like to capitalize on that early motivation. So I like to go hard. I like to go strict at the beginning because when it comes to gut health and when it comes to healing, like from autoimmune type conditions and food sensitivity and things like that, a certain level of restrictiveness is required. There's mm-hmm. no way around that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to be really strict at the beginning. That way, as your motivation starts to wane, you've already got those healthy habits built. And anything that we add, anything that we expand, that feels so good to you. You're like, oh, wow, I can have like rice again or whatever it may be, you know, and it's like exciting. Whereas if we start out having all that stuff in the diet, you know, it's not as exciting and we definitely don't enjoy taking it away after we've already been working Mm -hmm. for three months. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, So... Tell me more. Any <laughs> any other things about mindset? Well, that you, you know, I feel like even when it comes to being on a super restrictive diet for a long time, and I can speak about this because I was um, in a bodybuilding competition. I did that um, a couple years ago where I competed and I had to be super strict for um, three months. It was, 12, it was like 12-week prep. Um, and now at that time, I didn't have the mindset that I have now. And even though I looked amazing, my body fat percentage was really low, I still wasn't happy. So it makes you, you know, think about, okay, what really matters? And what I've come to realize that regardless of what you're trying to achieve, it needs to become a lifestyle. And that's kind of something else that I implement with my clients when it comes to mindset. And think about, think about the long-term goal but also set little mini goals for yourself that you can achieve in a week or two weeks so that you don't run out of motivation. Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. Yeah, I think that's really valuable. And and with that too, thinking about the rewards for those goals and those rewards should not necessarily be like food-based rewards yeah. either. I think we get we get into that habit a lot where we're like, okay, cheat I, meal. Yeah, oh, cheat. man, I hate the I cheat really meal. Hate, I hate that. So I much. hate it a lot too, because like, <sighs> if you're the type of person that, you know, some people can do that and then they can get right back on, but most people can't. Most people, it triggers yeah, all it's these a different. Huge trigger. It's a big trigger, and so you know, you're already. You're already struggling with nutrition. That's why you're reaching out to a nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So you're paying good money to do these programs with these nutritionists 
why are you gonna go and set yourself back yeah. and tr and trigger yourself and put yourself in a really dangerous situation yeah. for like the minor reward which i can tell you too if you've been on a restrictive diet for a while because you're working on food sensitivity or something and you do go have a cheat meal chances of you feeling really terrible afterwards yeah. are really high. It's going to happen. Like, it's not going to feel good. So yeah. it's not going to be what you imagine it being. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I forgot where I was going with that. But yeah, little mini goals are super yeah, important. It's really important. Just And you also can get inspired by looking at sometimes social media. There's great mm -hmm. people on social media that talk about mindset or just motivational speakers. Um, but I have my thoughts about that, too. I yeah. feel like it's very male it's a very male driven industry yes that's true you know one of my goals eventually is and I, I i do some of this now but i let i want to kind of expand my brand into more motivational type work just because i think that you know like you're doing that too mm -hmm. and like we were talking about earlier that is a an industry that's so male driven like it's really yeah. missing a lot of female voices mm -hmm. i mean there are some certainly some like wonderful are, female some, yeah. you know motivational but people. there's categories like i was telling you earlier there's like certain categories and you know there's a the fitness industry there's the entrepreneurial industry there is the spiritual industry i mean there's just so many different categories and it's like who can you find that you can relate to like kind of overall yeah. um and i feel like that's really where we step in or at least i'm trying right to to make an impact in that um in that world because when I started my practice I started with my name being um, the, the name of my business and I knew that this was going to be bigger than just me so I named it Apollo 11 and I feel like now I'm able to branch out a little mm -hmm. bit better um, to do stuff like this because another thing that we were talking about too like guys need the motivation too yeah. you know mm -hmm. they also need the pep talk and sometimes they will listen to women mm -hmm. because my yeah. clients do. Yeah. So this is where like her and I differ somewhat because I don't really work with men. I like my calling is definitely women's health. I'm interested in women's issues. Um, but I have worked with some men in the past and I do have a couple of male clients right now. So if you're listening to this, don't you're think like, I don't uh, love you because I do. Um, but, uh, you know, men are interesting interesting to work with. I find that I've seen two different types of men. Um, the first type is like, I don't know why they're working with me because all they want to do is argue with me. It's they like, they, like it they have trouble listening to, I think, a female telling them what to do. It's, it's like very, it goes up against a lot of like old timey stuff, like yeah. patriarchy and the lot, you know? Um, and the, but then there are men that I work with and I make sure that I screen them very well um, who really value that female perspective on their health. Mm -hmm. but, you know, nutrition is really kind of a feminine energy. It's it like a, it's a feminine profession, not to say that there aren't great male nutritionists, but it's a feminine energy. It's a yeah. nurturing in, in, um, profession because we're, we're talking about food and, you know, motherhood is all about food and yeah so in the body and that's so very feminine um and that's beautiful i mean feminine energy is is powerful energy too mm -hmm. it's not um it's not just this soft like demure like let everybody step all over me yeah. thing like female energy is strong yeah and what i tell my men clients it's like we have to balance out that yin and yang mm -hmm. right so sometimes they're you know oh 
get mad or, Mm -hmm. but I'm in the gym six times a week and Mm -hmm. I'm eating broccoli and chicken or Mm -hmm. whatever, right? But it's like, we have to balance out your feminine side because we all have a male and feminine side. So um, it's really just when it comes to that, it's also balancing. It's balancing. And I have women that I work with who, who definitely fall more on, they take more of that masculine Mm -hmm. energy in their life. You know, they're heavy, heavy exercisers and they're doers and they struggle with that kind of rest, relaxation, rebuilding stuff. Um, I think it's like more common in men as a whole, but there are certainly women that, that do that. And, you know, I mean, female entrepreneurs, we can relate to this too, because Mm -hmm. we have a certain like leadership sort of capability, right? And we uh, want to be in charge. That's why we're we're hustlers. That's right. That's why we work for ourselves. We don't like to be told what to do. Um, But we struggle with like rest and balance. Oh man, it's been really, especially when COVID, this whole situation, being locked in the house. Yeah. But I, you know, reflecting back on COVID, that that whole three months, what was it like three Mm -hmm. months, right? Um, I really found myself being by myself. Yeah. And I feel like it was a great, it's almost like breaking out of the cocoon. Mm -hmm. And that's really where my mindset was the most tested because it's like, okay, are you going to overcome this or are you going to fall here? Yeah. So I find that I do my best planning and my best thinking when I spend a lot of time alone like Mm -hmm. that. Like that's when the vision really comes to me. Right. And so, and we were talking about this earlier too, that like, you know, um, we, each of us have our own gifts when it comes to intuition and I'm definitely an emotional intuitive. And so I'm like very tied into the energies and emotions of other people. So when you're like that, you have to take time alone. You have to, you know, because you have to like, so important. Yeah. Separate and recharge. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, even as, as a, if I'm tying this back to a person who's, you know, working on nutrition and everything, you're not taking that time for yourself and that time alone you're going to lose sight very quickly of what you're doing this for. But when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you know, if you don't take time to just think, just not do anything, just think, you know, how are you going to move forward in your business? Like you're going to get stuck in this wheel doing the same thing. cycle. Mm -hmm. We talk about the cycles all the time. But it really comes down to even just self-care. And Mm -hmm. self-care is so important. Yeah. So what what do you recommend for your clients to do for self-care? So self-care, I have everyone doing a morning and a night routine. You start your day with yourself, you end your day with yourself. Again, it kind of relates back to that cup, making sure your cup is full. Um, And it can be a variety of different things that you want to start your day off of, but really, don't check your phone. Yeah, that's that's the main one. And I challenge you, if you are listening to this, to just try to wake up. Obviously, you can turn your alarm clock off, but try not going through social media. Mm -hmm. Like the first couple of minutes, of you being awake, mm-hmm. just kind of lay there and reflect a little bit. Yeah, that's something that I've always tried to make a point of doing. Been better at that than others sometimes, but um, what I always used to do in the past is like I would wake up, I would open my curtains so I could look out the window, and I just sit there and look out the window for like five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I found that when I didn't do that, and when I would get lost on my phone checking stuff um it made me feel so hectic and like not yeah. at peace mm-hmm. you know chaotic mm-hmm. whereas if i took that 10 minutes to just like look out the window and you could yeah. call that meditation you know right you could even call that prayer because of the thoughts yeah. that were happening in my head um 
that time really grounded me yeah. and set me at ease. Mm -hmm. So um, lately, so as I've been working with, I've been talking about how I've been working with my productivity coach, Renee. Hi, Renee. Um, lately, she's got me doing a morning routine, yeah. like a specific morning routine. Mm -hmm. And that's really kind of taken it to another level. But, yeah. you know, th I mean, that's hard too. Because like, it I don't know hard. about you, but I do most of my social media posting like in the morning too. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm like finishing up thoughts and things. Yeah. Um, so we have to set those boundaries yeah. it's really just setting your boundaries and making sure like at night um put your phone on do not disturb yeah you know have that That's important. It's, it's a boundary that you're setting for yourself because you're coming back to yourself so you want to make sure that you're spending five ten minutes just thinking or reflecting yeah. or i have some clients do things that they're grateful for just listing them or mm -hmm. saying them out loud um and it's just helpful. Yeah. You know, you end the day on a positive note, even if your day was chaotic. Yeah. So you have to reflect on, on those days, the good days and the bad days. Yeah. And think about where did this day take me? What did I learn from today? What can I take into tomorrow? Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, I think you will get caught in like a spiral. Yeah. Just like a really weird spiral where you're not really honing in on you know, your purpose for for like living this life like yeah. we all have a purpose here and mm -hmm. and we have to to find it if we don't do any reflecting how are we supposed to find it exactly. you know yeah um and i think what you said too about self-care so because i get on this little soapbox of like people are always talking about self-care as being like do more spa days and take more bubble baths and like stupid stuff like that <laughs> um but i think one of the biggest ways that we practice self-care is with boundaries, yeah. like you said, mm -hmm. is with taking away from our life mm -hmm. instead of adding to it, right? Because if we take away enough, then we have space to add in things that really matter to us mm -hmm. and really benefit us. Yeah. Um, and those things don't always revolve around our work and our, you know. And this can apply to anything, you know, like relationships, work, and really it's just saying no sometimes. Yeah. And I know it's hard because if you're like me, you're like, you kind of feel bad saying no, but again, it's something that it's, it's self-care. Like you have to say no to protect yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, you do. Saying no is really hard. I'm not, I'm, I'm not historically good at that. Um, I think people who get into healing professions are not good at that yeah. in general. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why we, we do this. Cause it's like, you know, you have to have an open heart yeah. to help others. Um, but that open heart can get you into trouble when you don't know how to say no. Yeah, exactly. So I have learned that over the years. It's like saying no more really, it's really protective. Mm -hmm. You have to be in control of this. Um, you have to only open this heart when you feel called to open it and not just for like every little person who wants to drain yeah. you and take oh, from you. Yeah. And, and that's why I like, you know, with, with my client base, um, I've started to get much more picky. I'm actually implementing a like a survey that people are going to have to take now yeah. to just to find out, just to get a vibe of them, a sense of them mm -hmm. before I take them on as a client. Because when you work with me, or and I know when you work with Gabby, like we work together. We're invested. We're invested yeah. in you. Yeah. We, us, we are part of the journey. Mm -hmm. We don't like send you off to somebody else to coach you. We coach you personally. And right. so that's a big commitment it's like a relationship that mm -hmm. we have like we text and we call and there's a lot of communication between us so you know we're not infallible perfect people right. 
we have to protect ourselves from, yeah. from being drained too much by this. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. Well, that was really good. So tell us a little bit about like, um, are there certain programs that you're working on with people? Like when people work with you, what's that process like? So whenever you work with me, all of my programs include this mindset program that okay. I do, that I came up with just because this goes hand in hand. Like I was ta- we were talking about in the beginning, in order for you to be successful with nutrition, your mind has to be strong. So my mindset programs are automatically integrated in all of my programs. I feel like that has been the best, where I've seen the most successful clients that way. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it just comes integrated and we work on that as well. So you're really getting a two in one because we're working on your mindset and we're also working on nutrition and then you can achieve other goals that might not be nutrition related. And that's something that I'm open to talk about too, um, just because I've gone through stuff too. So, yeah. um, I feel like I can relate to a lot of things that yeah, new, going on. working with a, with a, a functional nutritionist or a, um, a holistic nutritionist is, is about so much more than nutrition. Yeah. You know, we help you to not only find like outside resources for other practitioners that you might need in your life, you know, like a good uh, therapist or, mm-hmm. you know, there are other modalities and things that we work with, mm-hmm. but we also, you know, have our own resources and skills that we've developed throughout right. our life that have helped put us in this position of expertise that we can then relate to you. And exactly. so, um, we don't take that lightly. Like we, yeah. we're not gonna like open up our our work to just anybody. Yeah. So we have to make sure too that that's part of why I at least do discovery calls. I don't know if you do. Yeah, I do. do discovery mm-hmm. calls because it's like we have to we get have the to vibe. See, yeah, we have to see if we're gonna vibe because it's not yeah. gonna be a satisfying experience for either of us if mm-hmm. we don't vibe. So because I mean, how long? Well, in a session. Do you feel like you talk about nutrition the whole entire time? No. no. So See? Gabby and I, whenever we talk, we're always laughing because we're, we always end up being counselors for our clients. Always... And like, you know, obviously not a trained mental health therapist. I know some great ones if you need recommendations. Um, but I think nutrition is the gateway drug to all of the other holistic modalities. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that's the most grounded and feels the most comfortable for the most people. Nutrition's very safe, right? right. You're not going to be scared of going to see a nutritionist unless, you know, I mean, you might be scared for other reasons, but you're not like going to be like, ooh, this is too woo-woo for me, like this nutritionist, you know? So we help introduce you to the ways that, you know, energy and, mm-hmm. um, and other things and mental health play into your health. And then that kind of opens you up to this world of experiences that you've never had before. But what happens is that a lot of times we get people coming into us because they need a therapist, but they're too afraid to go see one or they don't want to go see one, right? So they use their, they're the type of people that use their doctor or their nutritionist as their therapist. Right. So most of the sessions are not really all about nutrition. I mean, we do talk about nutrition, but we also talk about life. We talk yeah. about what's going on. We talk about pain and trauma. All these things are part of your health and yeah. part of why you eat the way you do, part of why you react to food the way you do. And so, I think that's something that really separates us from a lot of other people, perhaps, is that we really get to the root. Like, yeah. we really dig deep yeah, so that we can heal from the 
getting down to the root instead of just putting a band-aid or covering it up. Right. I mean, if you're so, and this is why I, I have started to specialize is because I got tired of, I got tired of people coming to me purely just to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Um, as a nutritionist, you often start out in weight loss because it's sort of the easiest way to get your foot in the door. And then you build up a clientele and eventually you can, you kind of specialize. And so, um, Weight loss is fine. I like I like helping people lose weight if that's something that's really important to them and mm -hmm. they really need to do. I like seeing transformations. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's various opinions about whether you should put transformations up or not. I'm a big fan of transformations. Um, I love all that stuff, but it's also not, it's here. It's not up here, you know? It doesn't fulfill yeah. um, me or my client really because it's about so much more than weight. Yeah. Um, so when when you work with with us you're not working on just like your macros yeah you know you're not just like okay you need to eat this this and this and like that's it <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's about a lot more yeah. than that so you have to be ready that's what you i do tell have to be ready. a lot of people especially when i do my discovery calls it's like this is an investment for you mm -hmm. you have to be ready to take this step yeah. You, you do have to be ready. You have to be open. Mm -hmm. Um, if you coming into it with, with preconceptions of what it's going to be like, or, um, you know, if you're not ready to really embrace it, then what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a push and pull mm -hmm. between us. That's going to be very unsatisfying for both of us. Yeah. Um, so, you know, usually I think as practitioners, we get good at figuring out if somebody's really ready or not. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but the last thing I want to do is, is have somebody invest in a program and then we're stuck together for a certain period of time and they're not really ready to to do the work and exactly. they're not really interested in listening to what I have to say. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, that gets to some deeper issues. Yeah. So anyway, um, if people want to find you, yeah. to work with you, where do they find you, Gabby? So my website, I'm actually redoing my website. Are you? But I don't know when this is going to go up. Okay. So my new website should be up in November. Okay, so my yeah, new this website, will probably come out in November. right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be www.apollo-11.com. You can also find me on Instagram. This is Apollo11. Um, and if you want to follow my mindset Instagram, it's called Mental Game Strong. Mental Game Strong. Mental Game Strong. Stay strong. Um, so tell us really quickly, because I know people are yeah. going to wonder, what does Apollo11 mean? Where did that come from? So Apollo 11, oh my goodness, it's a beautiful creation. But just quickly, um, it's actually Apollo was is dedicated to my grandfather. His name was Apolinar in Spanish and English. It's Apollo. He passed away of colon cancer. Um, so I discovered that I'm really passionate about digestive digestive health, and I want to help all of my clients make sure that they're not only good externally but internally mm -hmm. as well so that's where that piece came from and 11 was actually synchronicities yeah and how my mindset program came about and it's really just following your intuition following your gut feeling and knowing that you are on the right path but you have to work yeah you have to do the work you have to do the work so. and that's the hard part so okay well this was really good i enjoyed this a lot i hope you guys enjoyed it too yeah. um gabby is like I said, a great friend of mine, and we have so much fun together. And I'm sure she'll be on the podcast again. 
Maybe she'll make her own podcast. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. If she does, I'll let you guys know. But um, if you have questions for the... I keep kicking this. If you have questions for the podcast, please send me an email at anamberadaypodcast at gmail.com. I'm happy to answer any of your nutrition, fertility, whatever questions on the air, anything that I have expertise on. And um, you help give me ideas. So I do appreciate every email that I get. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram at Amber Fisher Nutritionist. And that's the main place where you can find me. But um, yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. All right. We're going to close things up today. Bye. If you learned something today or you enjoyed today's episode or both, I'd love it if you would leave me an iTunes review and share this with a friend. If this brought up a question for you that you would like to hear me answer, there is a Google form that you can use to ask me any question you want, and I might answer it here on the podcast. I do it all the time, and I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.